This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Thursday, September 29th. Governor Brian Kemp urged calm Wednesday as one of the strongest hurricanes in U.S. history pummeled Florida on its way to Georgia. Hurricane Ian, which made landfall on Florida's southwestern coast Wednesday afternoon with maximum sustained winds of 150 miles per hour, is expected to weaken substantially before it exits Florida late today. But forecasters said the storm could regroup over the Atlantic Ocean before coming ashore again Friday near Savannah. Inland areas of Florida are braced for flooding, with as much as two feet of rain expected in parts of the state. Ian's impact on Georgia largely depends on its path after leaving Florida. The Hurricane Center said the storm's center most likely will remain over the Atlantic as it passes Jacksonville and the southeastern corner of Georgia. But heavy storms associated with the storm extend as far as 300 miles from the center. The Hurricane Center predicted flooding on the state's barrier islands, including St. Simons, Jekyll, and Tybee. But the strongest storm surge is expected in Savannah, where Mayor Van Johnson warned residents to be prepared to flee rising waters. However, he didn't order evacuations. According to the National Weather Service office in Peachtree City, much of the rest of Georgia will see extended periods of wind gusts of more than 30 miles per hour and 1 to 4 inches of rain by Saturday. Meanwhile, Georgia officials and the CEO of Dominion Voting Systems tried to reassure voters Wednesday that this year's elections are secure amid a criminal investigation into election skeptics who coordinated copying of data from voting equipment in Coffee County. State Election Board Chairman William Duffy said the breach in Coffee County fits into a pattern of similar incidents in Michigan and Nevada, and he said the board has asked the FBI to participate in an ongoing investigation by the GBI and Secretary of State's office. The state election board called its meeting at the state capitol on Wednesday to address the Coffee County breach and discuss protections for upcoming elections, including testing procedures and audit plans. Recently released surveillance video showed that computer analysts hired by Sidney Powell, an attorney for then-President Donald Trump, visited Coffee County's elections office to copy a trove of software and data on January 7, 2021. Some election security experts say the disclosure of confidential election data increases the risk of hacks in future elections. But several conservative voters told the board they still distrust Georgia's voting system after Trump lost to Democrat Joe Biden. Recounts and investigations have repeatedly debunked conspiracy theories alleging counterfeit ballots, ballot stuffing, and dead voters in the 2020 election. Next, in a reflection of the ongoing impact of COVID-19, Georgia students' SAT scores fell this year as more students took the test. The average statewide score was 1052, according to numbers released by the state Wednesday. That's down 25 points from 1077 last year. That's a drop of 2%, but it's a modest gain over the performance in 2020, the year the pandemic started. The Georgia Department of Education said that the average score that year was 1043. The agency also reported that test participation increased over 2021. The rise in the percentage of testers, 51% of the class of 2022 versus 38% of the class of 2021, could have influenced the outcome given the broader range of ability reflected in a larger testing group. The rate was 64% in 2020. State School Superintendent Richard Woods noted that the state's average 2022 score was above the national average of 1028 for the fifth time in a row. His agency didn't report the national participation rate. 
And U.S. Senator John Ossoff has unveiled legislation that would create new oversight of federal prisons, including routine inspections and an ombudsman to investigate concerns about the treatment of prisoners and staff. The proposal follows an investigation of safety concerns and allegations of mismanagement at the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary and across the federal prison system. It was conducted by the Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations, which Ossoff chairs. Democratic U.S. Senators Dick Durbin of Illinois, who chairs the Judiciary Committee, and Republican U.S. Senator Mike Braun of Indiana are co-sponsoring the legislation with Ossoff. The bill would require the Department of Justice's Inspector General to conduct inspections of all 122 facilities overseen by the Federal Bureau of Prisons, then determine a risk score for each, while also providing recommendations for how they could improve facilities, with the highest risk scores would be inspected more often, and all would be required to respond to the IG's report with corrective action plans within 60 days. A newly established Justice Department ombudsman would have the power to independently investigate concerns about health and safety when it comes to people incarcerated or working at federal prisons. The ombudsman would also be required to create a hotline and online form to receive complaints from staff, inmates, or their loved ones. Correctional facilities operated by state and local governments would not be affected by the proposed changes. Spoken Layer.